Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast, where we'll talk about the topics that waxes our eyebrows. Today nice. we'll be talking about Everything, Everything by Nicola Yoon. I am Kevin. I'm Derek. All right. Before we get into it, how was your week? It's been long. It's been long, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so sore. I think I mentioned to you yesterday that I was helping my parents put fans in their houses, right, in their new house. Um Jeez. Took forever, so my back's hurting, my neck's hurting, but yeah. <laughs> what about you? It was um, it's been a very eventful week. There was a there was this coworker that I tried to make a joke with. So uh-huh. I, was, I was minding my business. She came by and I was like tapping you in as a joke, like, "Hey, let's switch," because I don't want to do this anymore. Type of thing. <laughs> and then she was like, "Nah," but then like later that day. I get a text from my coworker, and he's all like, what the heck do I say to her? And he sent me a <laughs> screenshot of what she sent. And she was like, hey, is Kevin flirting with me? Because I swear to God, I think he has a crush on me or something. And then <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't got time for this. I got too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's all like, dude, what do you want me to say to, say to her? What do I tell her? And I was like, um, bro, <laughs> I don't really care about this. I got other things to worry things about. To worry about. Yeah, like, what would you tell her if you didn't consult me? <laughs> just, just say that. I don't care. Wow, that's crazy. But it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <right> now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder how. I wonder how you should address it. Like, do you just go up to her like straightforwardly and be like, "Hey, you know, I got a girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, that way she's like, oh, wait, he doesn't have a crush on me. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't, we work in different departments, so it's like, we never interact. Like, every time I clock out for lunch, I'm like, hey, what's up? And then if she says hi back, cool. If not, whatever. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I true. I feel like it's too much energy for me to address it. Like, like that's too much. <laughs> uh, worrying about something that wasn't intentional. But... It is what it is, which is kind of funny because if the topic is about love. (laughs) (laughs) For the month of love. For the month of love. So I read this book and then I did not know that there was a movie until Mm -hmm. I read the Q&A at the end of the freaking book. And (laughs) the author was talking about the actors being casted and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, what? There's a movie? Did you end up watching the movie? Did you read the book? Yeah. So actually, like uh, after I rewatched the movie, I I just remembered I had already watched the movie. Oh, you. And I did not know there was a book until you told me there was a book. <laughs> That's why it's kind of funny. So last night I was reminded that I watched this movie, uh, probably like uh like the first or second week it came out with the girl I was dating at the time. I think. That's why like I kind of remember little tidbits about it, and then um yeah and then the book you know we we decided to go read the book and i read about halfway through it and i was like i'm gonna rewatch this movie too while i'm reading this book and then yeah it slowly slowly clicked with me when i finally got the visual cues and i was like whoa wait a second i've seen this (laughs) in this before okay cool yeah so just a very good movie or a very good relationship (laughs) all right well i'm gonna start by saying that I enjoyed the book, but I did not mm. like the movie. Mm. What did what did you feel? What are your thoughts? 
I would agree. Uh, like, again, me finishing up the book, I will, I'll be finishing up the book today, but um, watching the movie, like, I know there are very, there's some subtle changes in there. Well, um, however, subtle. <laughs> okay, not subtle. <laughs> uh, but I still like the movie, to be quite honest. Like, I think, yeah. yeah. I think if you see the movie and you don't know what's up, you're like, wow. Good movie. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not good or bad. No, it's. I have some things to say in comparison. Uh, so, <laughs> firstly, so in the book, I felt like the reveal, spoilers for people that are listening to this podcast and has not read the book. You should read the book before you visit our podcast, please. So, in the book, I felt like the reveal of the mom. Did you make it that far into the book? Well, you saw the movie, anyways, but yeah, did you make it yeah. that far in the book. Yeah, where she gets that um that email from that other doctor in Hawaii. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, I did. So I felt like that reveal was bigger in the book because then, like, when I read mm-hmm. up to that moment, I was like, oh, I was like, what? I had to put the book down. Yeah, <laughs> I need <needed> to <laughs> walk away. I needed to do a lap around the house. I needed to heat up some some water, get myself some tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, like in the movie, it seemed a little bit more tame in that the phone call wasn't as it wasn't like a a, a beat drop in you know what i mean it was just yeah. like a phone call was like i think i asked myself i was like what what does this yeah. what does this mean <laughs> you don't feel much from the movie is is my problem yeah the movie it's so in in the book it's maddie mm-hmm. and ollie that are emailing each other they don't do the the phone mm-hmm. call or like this voice messaging thing and in the movie they did like that they used the texting thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, what what would you call it? Like a metaphor or something like that. So they just made the two actors kind of interact in this imagination. So they interacted for real, but the analogy is that they're actually texting each other. Which yeah, is- yeah. It-, it it bothered me because in the book there's that isolation factor where. You don't hear each other. You don't know what each other sounds like. You're just texting through this email. And the author at the end was talking about how she wanted this to happen because she wanted these two characters to fall in love intellectually before they were ever going to be physically attracted to one another, which I really, which I really liked because in the book, it's, it's more, <laughs> how would you explain it? Do you know what I'm trying to get at here? Yeah. So I feel like in the book, it felt a lot more disconnected, but there was a really good balance of also connection because, you know, they were, uh, you know, it was kind of going, it was going back and forth and it was kind of nice through the emails in the book. In the movie, though, I can understand like it's harder to do visually. Um, if, if we separate them out, to be quite honest, I like how they did it in the movie because it shows that they're connecting on that same level, if you will, visually. Does that make sense? So like they're met, you know, texting each other, they're having these conversations, and essentially this is what's happening in her head, right? Is what I'm assuming. It could be in the, both of their heads maybe, but it's happening in her head because of the astronaut. And then this is her way of having conversations because she hasn't had conversations outside of um, her, her mom, a nurse, um, nurse's daughter and so she probably doesn't know how the conversation technically goes but 
the nice thing about it is that she's also very socially capable still, right? Even though she hasn't had a ton of interaction outside, she's still very socially capable having a conversation, being funny, and it shows that kind of uh, intelligence in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I didn't find her to be that... Um... Maybe it's due to reading that she's able to articulate her thoughts really easily. But I, I also think that it's part of that excitement of finally interacting with another person. So it bothered me that Rosa was actually present in the movie when she was barely present in the book. Like, Rosa doesn't even really show up at all. And when Maddie runs away and she visits Rosa, uh, visits Carla at her house, Carla recognizing maddie escaping or running away with ollie and then rosa was actually sleeping so they never actually met and i don't know how i feel about her meeting rosa already because it's taking away the fact that maddie has been alone her whole life and the only interaction she got was her mom carla the nurse and then there's a architecture teacher that shows up in the book but doesn't show up in the movie and that's about like the the extent of her interaction with people <laughs> so right now Ollie coming over for the first time is supposed to be overstimulating for Maddie, which wasn't present in the movie. In fact, mm-hmm. not even like Ollie in, in the freaking movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Did did you find him? <laughs> were you were you feeling the vibes? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, to be quite honest, not necessarily. I think it was very underperformed though i i like the actor not because he's a good actor but because he looks like a guy i could hang out with (laughs) but yeah i think it was very underperformed uh i would agree like so in the book when they first met like you know in my head i was like whoa like if i were in her shoes i'd feel the same way like there's a boy in the house i'm probably gonna die if i go anywhere near this boy but i can't help but be near him right like want to be near him and and we kind of see that, but it turns into something playful, like right off the bat, you know, like she's just afraid to go inside the room, but then does. And then that's it in the movie versus in the book. It felt more like you said, you know, she's a lot more anxious, like concerned to go out and stuff like that. They also took away a lot of Ollie's characteristics in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He felt very cardboard, cardboardy of a character because in the book, when they first meet it's ollie that's doing this handstand and stuff like that and it's because of that display of physical capability that like she's experiencing that feeling of crush that like attraction is like oh look look at those muscles you know like and then i forgot how she phrased it in the book (laughs) She, she wants to explore the landscape of his chest with her hands which was yeah which is a very cool way to articulate and it's not in the movie. <laughs> yeah, she does it. And then he, it probably does the opposite where he's looking at her. And at first I thought it was like kind of awkward, right? When, and I, after, like, if I didn't read that part in the book, I just watched it on the movie. I'd be like, oh, she's awkward because she hasn't had a lot of interaction. So that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that he does it in the book, it's like his, his reaction. So in the movie, his reaction to it, like, seemed more awkward yeah (laughs) it was just like yeah okay you could do a handstand and then she's like yeah you know whatever (laughs) he was he was not charismatic whereas ollie in the book is very he's supposed to be the opposite of maddie because maddie is 
she's an intellectual she's kind of like everything's happening in her mind ollie's supposed to be the super lively one very spontaneous ish ollie's supposed to bring something that maddie doesn't have therefore she craves because she's never had it before it's almost like she lives vicariously through ollie's actions you know and there's an attraction for one of them together and you know they they bring out that hidden characteristic within one another so, yeah yeah i agree yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i related to maddie a lot actually when she said that she has skid which is severe combined immunodeficiency i don't have that but the fact that she had to stay inside all the time really resonated with me because like when i was growing up i had well i still have allergies and asthma and when those two interacted with one another i had to like I couldn't leave the house. Like, it was hard to breathe. Even, like, I would take two steps down the stairs and my lungs would feel super tight and then I couldn't breathe. And so I, I had to sit down. So I related to Maddie in the sense that she was stuck in the house. And there was a line in there where she says that... Did I write it down? Darn, I didn't write it down. But she said that she felt trapped in her body, and I felt like, yeah. damn, I feel that way too. As far as like skin issues or having a weak immune system, there was a lot. So I felt what Maddie was feeling. What about you? Yeah, I would. Uh, I can't. So I don't have a lot of allergies that I know of, and I didn't necessarily grow up sick, so I can't relate to that. If I were to be honest, if anything. I related more to Ollie where, um, you know, I've had relationships that I felt like I had to bring the other person out a little bit more, if that makes sense, because of certain things, right, that held them, right, contained them a little bit. And so I, I would say that it was nice reading from the other perspective in Maddie versus being the type of person like similar to Ollie, right? So I got a lot more perspective out of it interesting very cool it's like opening a world that you didn't really get to see before making it known to you mm -hmm. 100 I, I highlighted it <laughs> she says this is like meditation for him his body is his escape from the world whereas i'm trapped in mine which is mm. yeah big big old fat dialogue <laughs> that hits me <laughs> yeah but like they took away a lot from Ollie. They're, Ollie was a playful kid, and you don't get to see that in the movie, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I didn't get that either. And I know they tried, and I don't know. There was something a little bit, like you said, missing from Ollie that maybe the writers just really needed to condense him, right? All in one aspect, and I don't know. It was just it didn't flesh him out a lot. I full-on believe that he was only casted because he looks the part. Mm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he, he didn't seem playful. He didn't seem spontaneous, lively. He felt more self-contained and like awkward, mild-mannered. It's almost like he took on the characteristic of Maddie and Maddie took on the characteristic of Ollie. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's funny. You know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nick Robinson who plays Ollie, he's, he's again, like a, a decent actor, uh, but yeah, I hear, he's I think this, well. wasn't this, this is good. Um, 
I hear he's doing well for that uh, Love Simon thing. I, I don't watch. Yeah, but see, <laughs> like Love Simon, he was good. The only funny part, and this is where I think where he was Simon right and brought a little bit over here was his awkward dancing in Simon. If you watch Love Simon, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like there's <laughs> an awkward dancing that I guess it happens. And Nick Robinson, if you ever listen to this. You can't dance, and that's okay. <laughs> maybe it was an acting choice. Maybe that. Maybe he did. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> but that's the only thing. Like the there's like slightly awkward, and I know Ollie's supposed to be confident, right? Like he's supposed to be confident. Like he's a lively, playful. Um, hard to bring that out. And again, maybe it was just condensed for the movie. Unfortunately. Oh my gosh! It, it just sucks though, because then it's the interaction that. Um, Maddie stalks the their house a little bit and she she's taking she's journaling the schedule for every person living in that house and it's for me it kind of hits like the reveal of what happens at the end of the night it's like something tame like going to school comes back home at this time does homework and then Kara lights a cigarette and then dad comes home and then beer bottle drunk yelling screaming and then it's just like a lot of domestic violence in a sense does that encompass what's happening yeah yeah because she's yeah. yeah it's domestic violence it is for sure and it's so sad yeah because he because lo- the dad loses his job and then that makes him go into this downward spiral and then he takes it out on his family through insecurity or ego whatever and ollie has to deal mm-hmm. with that so for ollie to in a way synthesize all of that suffering and whatever into playful moments and trying to cheer up maddie because maddie's stuck inside the house that was a missing dynamic in the movie it just it just takes something away from the love aspect of the movie like you don't i don't fully believe that they're into one another it's just like like uh what is it amanda stendler is that how you say her name uh amanda Yes, yeah, Amanda Stanberg. Stenberg. Stenberg. Gotcha. I think I met yeah. her before. I cool. was at a Comic Con, and she was playing for. Um, there's this. Have you heard of Stranger Comics? I've not actually. Surprisingly. Well. Comics. Yeah, they they like do these graphics, and um, it's crazy because I have like the first set of everything, and then when I check their website, they haven't <laughs> they haven't made more, so I'm a little sad. But she was cosplaying as no. one of these characters, Niobe. Oh, yeah. And I mean, See? I didn't recognize her at the time. Well, actually, maybe I did. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the person that played Rue. If you didn't know, she played Rue. In- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you just clicked with me. I was like, why does she look so familiar? <laughs> I didn't even look it up. Like, I didn't make the connection. And honestly, Niobe, like, she looks exactly like Niobe, unless that's based off of her, but. I have a poster. Well, I have a poster of it. Cool, man. Not of her. That'd be weird. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say going back onto the 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 domestic domestic violence aspect of it, it's a very good dynamic that I, I wish they showcased more in the movie because in the movie it's more so just talked about, right? Like it wasn't shown, and when it was shown, it was like a small snippet that was. It's yeah, it's too quick. It's too underwhelming to be involved in exactly the terror of it all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
it, it's a good dynamic though right because like in the book they do such a good job of making it so again maddie's shielded from the world hasn't had a lot of physical touch right whereas the playful ollie and stuff the type of touch she gets is literally getting beat and stuff and so that's the other horrors of the world that you know she doesn't get to experience and hopefully never will but uh it, it was just kind of a really good choice to put that into the book she gets emotionally beat <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know there's this moment in the movie that i was like i had to pause it and i had to i had to do a couple of laps man i was i was like what <laughs> what what <laughs> it was moment, yeah, so yeah. Like, it's the second time ollie comes over to the house and then they kiss but in the book it wasn't like okay what did you think of the kiss in the movie first kiss in the movie uh even though it was her first kiss it seemed like she knew what she exactly. was doing dude she already knows how to do this so yeah it, in the book it was like she, it didn't seem awkward it should have been awkward that's yeah, all i'll say to it been awkward it should have been like mm-hmm. weird but also magical it's it's if right. it's done wholesomely well it will be awkward but at the same time you get over it because it's sweet if done well but they don't do that right they just like full-on kiss and it's like damn son yeah damn son (laughs) but in the book so it's like she's planning this whole thing in her head or in her journal and she's trying to practice kissing or whatever before she meets ollie again because she wants to you know and that's a missing dynamic in the film it's I don't know. I feel like you're taking away that relatability of like having a kiss for the first time. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And then wasn't it also on 4th of July? So like there was like fireworks in the background. That's like a a visual representation of what it should feel like. Yeah. That magical moment in the background, like this, and then fireworks shoot up in the air. And it's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they capture that really well. But again, first kisses rarely happen like that. Though you feel that way, it's just it's more relatively awkward. And again, you know, it may not be everyone's experience, but I will say my first kiss was pretty awkward. So <laughs> it's still cringe about what it whenever it pops in my head. Yeah, just you know, cringe, and you try to move forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You learn from it. <laughs> You're like, well, that happened, but uh, on to the next. <laughs> um, I have here. There was a mentioning of. I'm not lonely, I am alone. And that like that hurts for me as far as growing up. And it's just you when you feel like you have these conditions that are limiting you from the world, you feel alone and it can make you spiral into a dark place. And it resonated with me because asthma, allergies, all that stuff, it's like, dude, dude, this sucks. You feel like you can't overcome or you feel trapped. Yeah, another aspect that uh, I would say I can understand, not in terms of uh, you know an allergy or a certain disease that holds me back from anything, but when you're also in like the lowest point of your life, right? Being really depressed. Like I know this is like another um, what, what's the word analogy almost as well for people who also have that. Right? Like like when you have depression. It also holds you back. Like you don't want to go outside. You don't want to interact with anyone. And so, uh, air I can relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 
that feeling of you're not good enough and you're comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Although that isn't existent for Maddie because she doesn't go through right. high school. She reads books and therefore there's that imagination that endows her with hope. So even though she says, I'm not lonely, I am alone. It's not coming from like a dark, 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 dark place. It's more so this right. is the reality and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, That's the only yeah. difference I will yeah. agree. Yeah, once side. And when she experiences Ollie for the first time, she says that there's two different Maddies. The one who lives through books and doesn't want to die. And then there's one other Maddie that is the one who lives and suspects that death will be a small price to pay for it. What do you mm -hmm. think? Oh, that's one of my favorite lines in the book, honestly. And something we don't see in the movie I guess we do see it in the movie, but the book, the way when you read that, it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going through, and again, you're not just imagining what life could be. You're trying to actually live it. You're actually trying to make those moments matter. And and like she said, death is just a small price to pay for it because you're actually living life. You're you're enjoying it, and you're not just hoping that you just don't die one day, right? Like, that's not the reality. The reality is that you could die at any time. So why not just do whatever you want to do for now? Yeah, it's when, before meeting Ollie, she was, she was okay. She was content, I suppose. Very yeah. similar themes to our previous episode in The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> meeting Ollie opens up a new world to her and then she's like oh my gosh what have i been missing like this this is what she experiences it and you can't go back and if she's due to experiencing that new world going back to her regular world is almost like suffering it's having something that you had that stimulated you and now it's taken away from you so i agree small death or small death <laughs> Small death. <laughs> Dying face would be a small price to pay for for achieving this this happiness of fulfilling yes. living that fulfilling moment, sucking like every single second out of life before before it's all taken away. Hundred mm percent. -hmm. Indeed. She says, I was happy before I met him, but I'm alive now and those are not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Ties it full circle. <laughs> Indeed. Did you did you like those? It's like a page where she's she has her own spin on definitions. Yeah. Did you like those? Like the, those are the touches in the book that I really liked. Right. That, that's that's what makes the book so unique. Is that as a visual person, I like you know there's so much visual cues in the book. You know, like there's a lot of images and stuff that make it really nice. Uh, as for the movie, they tried, right? Like when we go and see the, when she does her reviews, very similar to the book that they actually do a really good job interpreting into the movie. So that's one thing I really like. But yeah, the definitions, chef's kiss <laughs> in the book. It's it so just funny. added a really nice touch. But... Yeah, it was cool when she wrote promise and then she wrote her definition as the lie you want to keep. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. I didn't really know how to, explain the definition of promise to people but this will be the way i explain it now <laughs> yeah and i wonder if a lot of people will either agree or also understand what that truly means you know like 
Oh yeah. It's true. When you make a promise, it's just like, it's normally between two people or, you know, a small group or whatever. And it's just something you hold close to you, right? Whatever it is. True. There is that, that bit of world life experience you need to know that you say that, even though there's a big chance of you not, not living up to that word. Correct. Right. Look at that. Look at this. <laughs> Examining stuff and figuring it out together. <laughs> Picking things out. Making making analytical things. Drawing <laughs> conclusions. <laughs> Drawing conclusions like we should be. Feeling smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So there's this another line of of how the world I wanted to be part of so badly didn't want me back. I definitely felt this before. Being locked in the house. Good thing there was video games, but that was a form of escapism yeah. from what I was actually yeah. going through. And yeah. I think this ha happens right after she she has like that episode of dying, and then she comes back, and then she feels like she's back at home, and she doesn't want to feel that anymore. Like she doesn't want to have that hurt. Dang, this is crazy. We're talking about this, yeah. and it's almost the same as the last episode of or a previous episode <laughs> of the last one. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Episode three. <laughs> she doesn't want to get hurt again, so she's trying to close out all the good stuff. So she's blocking Ollie out. She's not responding to him. She's avoiding him. She's closing herself off, closing her blinds so she never sees Ollie through her window again. By the way, in the movie, those are some big freaking windows. Oh, huge. That house is super nice, dude. <laughs> I did not. It's a California house. house. I did not imagine that house to be like that in my in my brain when I was reading. I was picturing like a suburban house with that airlock at the entrance to to decontaminate people. But I was not expecting this high tech mechanism thing that was going on in the movie. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like I was expecting the same thing. Like I I saw like a a Disney house. You know what I mean? Like a Disney Channel house, not super modern, high techy, and uh, man, when like the <laughs> when the mom draws back the the curtains, you know, it's automated and you know that's fancy, you know? <laughs> Dude, she was fancy schmancy. I was like... she's fancy. I guess it makes sense because she makes a lot of money as a doctor, as like a physician, but it's... Yeah. I, I still didn't picture that as a um, as a reader of the book, so... I also assume, you know, so something in the, that happens uh, essentially in both mediums is the dad and the brother passing away due to a car accident so uh that's the reason why well it, it's the reason why you know mom's a little bit more careful with this illness mm -hmm. and i would assume that you know she also probably got some life insurance from it and that's essentially why she could afford the lifestyle but oh, true good point i did not piece that together yeah but yeah that's just an assumption you know what i mean like yeah, just yeah. happens that way it's a good one because it's a truck driver collided with them and yeah she'd probably win yeah and then, so exactly. going back on the numb depressed part right when uh she goes and has an episode right and she you know essentially her heart stops right because uh of her immune system and so i thought that was really well done in the book and it feels so much more actually let me go back the part after it happens is something that in the book i really appreciate right where she's closing everything off again and she's like no ollie as much as i want to be with you i can't right for my own sake now i'm afraid to, to die again 
in the movie though she does this so nonchalantly almost where she like breaks it off as like no we can't be together anymore sorry about it it's it's like it's missing <laughs> i was like wait a second the movie has <laughs> yeah. all the big beats that really hit you as a reader because exactly when i got to that page it's like a black page and it says the end it, it was like oh yes crap, her, you know and for me it was a big moment of holy crap like she's dead and then the next page she comes back but before that moment you're like oh finally it settles in like her condition it was yes. a moment in the book not that big of a moment in the movie exactly and that's one thing i had issues with the the book or the, sorry the movie it just did not do a good job portraying the the parts where it's supposed to hit the hardest, uh, where you're supposed to be sad or feel sorry for Maddie. It, it didn't feel that way in the movie at all, right? Like those moments that were supposed to happen, they dropped the ball on that. And I don't think it's necessarily a manless fault, um, right? Acting wise, it's probably like due to writing and the tone of the, the scene. Um, but yeah, I think they dropped the ball there. And, and that's why the movie did not was not as well received as they thought it would be um yeah the book just i wonder why (laughs) (laughs) well it wasn't i don't know the movie just didn't feel heartful does that make sense yes that's a great way for it 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 just felt like all right these here's a script do it make sure it's modernized and then they threw in like popular songs at that time which i recognized and it's, <laughs> it's like, wow, they try to make it commercialized in a way. And I think that took away the, all the good stuff from the book. It's, it's like they made changes in the movie that are like, oh, yeah, I think this is better for the movie. But then they didn't keep the good parts in the book and put it in the movie as well. It's, it's a bad case of adding and subtracting the wrong things. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, man. And then when she's in that depressed state and she says, if I cry, everything will be real, which is something I didn't really think about. But when she said that, I was thinking about how, oh, yeah, when you're numb, you don't feel anything. You don't want to feel anything. So having an, an emotion like crying, you're, you are telling yourself, you're holding yourself accountable that this is all real. <laughs> yeah, it's very poignant. Like, it's just so... That line is so good because I think it resonates with everyone, right? Like you go through a breakup or something, you know, tragic happens in your life. A lot of times every one of us wants to disassociate or or ignore those feelings. And so that line hits so hard because everyone's felt it, right? Like if I cry, everything will be real. Like I don't want this to happen. I'm going to reject the fact that it is happening and then we get the moment, right? She cries. Like a lot of us can't help it. Like it's going to come out. And when it does, it's obviously, I'm going to take that. It's not obvious, but it's always better to feel those emotions versus suppressing it and and pushing it away and just not recognizing that this is the moment for you to feel. Yeah. And oftentimes it, when you repress it, it just ends up hurting you anyway. Like it's, you're overwhelmed and you're giving yourself more stress when when your body needs to release. All right, so was there a moment in the book where you had any suspicions of Crazy Mom? None. None in the book. I will say in the movie. In in the book, so in the book, I believe I believe in the illness, right? Like I had to 
I, I would admit, like, I was like, yeah, like, it's kind of crazy. And, of course, the symptoms were a little bit weird, but because and this is the, the good job that um, that the author does in this is that, you know, makes us believe that this character is sick uh, and here technically the symptoms for it. And, you know, the thing that I didn't realize is all the symptoms are regular things that we go through, right? It, and it technically doesn't, it's a little bit more amplified for her, you know, for certain reasons. <laughs> but to me, I just didn't connect it at first in, in the book. In the movie, though, for some reason, I was like, dude, something's up, <laughs> you know? She seems totally fine. <laughs> that it's, oh, yeah. The way, yeah, the way she's portrayed. The, yeah. The mom in the movie, I didn't really like either, I think. So when I was reading the book, I felt like in the beginning, the mom is like really sweet, really caring, very mm-hmm. nurturing. And there's like this very homey vibes, you know, you feel taken care of. That way, when the reveal later, it hits kind of harder. But I did not get that sense from the mom in the movie. I just felt like she was, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Maybe disingenuous yeah i think that's the word she didn't seem genuine from the get-go so it's almost like you already had suspicions of her from the beginning that she's a crazy mom (laughs) yeah and completely understandable right she lost two other people that she really loved she wants to protect her uh one family right her saint her her last family member so i can understand it it's just definitely goes into the crazy zone um but yeah, I don't know, like, in the book, so I will say the reason why I didn't suspect anything is because I imagined her looking sickly for the most part, you know, going around, and it wasn't until a little bit revealed, right, like, that, like, her immune system is that of an infant's, is something that I think was said in the movie, but not in the book. Um, but yeah, like, her immune system is just so weak because it hasn't been exposed to any of the, you know, regular things that toughens up the immune system and so after that i was like shoot dude this totally makes sense so like <laughs> it's it's an immune immunodeficiency in the sense that just the immune system hasn't had chance to to develop and so yeah. it's just crazy my first suspicion that maybe the mom was lying maybe it's because i like consume a lot of darker material there there were moments in the book where i felt like dang this could be a horror film this could be like a very scary movie <laughs> but the moment yeah. she so ollie's getting beat up outside and then she and then maddie runs outside for a minute and then comes back inside in my mind i was like huh a minute someone with immunodeficiency <laughs> being outside for one minute yeah. she'd be like like once she comes back inside i feel like she would be breaking down yeah. like you know yeah. or something or, going on or like very sickly very ill like immediately but but it doesn't happen. This was only a minor like suspicion in my mind when I when I read it. I was like, huh, like one minute. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like she'd be breaking down. Maybe the mom's lying. But I tucked it away at the back of yeah. my mind. I was like, nah, maybe maybe one minute's fine. I try to settle. Yeah. And then later on, when um when Maddie gets that email from the doctor in Hawaii, she's like, I don't believe you have skid. You should check with three other physicians. And by the way, I don't think a family member should be a physician to their own child, especially during trauma or something like that. And then in my mind, I was like, oh, shoot, dude. (laughs) Yeah. 
A hundred percent. Like, I would agree. Same thing, like, when the mom, or when she was like, you've been outside for a minute, you know, like, anything can happen. And then the mom, like, exposes herself. I don't know if you noticed where she says, all it takes is seconds, right? And if that were true, we would have seen something happen. And so, um, yeah, I kind of like that scene because it kind of showcased, I didn't like how it happened, right? Like, when she ran outside and she was like, oh, you okay, you okay? And it was just like, go back inside. The touching was kind of weird. The touching threw me off because, like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it goes back inside, and that scene was just well done by the mom, like, in by them too in this case, where, you know, she's like, I was, I was out there less than a minute, right? And then she's like, a, a few seconds is all it takes. In my mind, I was like, oh, then why isn't, are we going to see something in the next few seconds? And it never happens. So yeah. I thought that was well done. Book, you know, showcased that too for the most part. Yeah, and I thought I was, I gaslit myself. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't we all? <laughs> well, because I thought, oh man, what if the mom, like, just like a what if moment? I was like, what if the mom never really got over her trauma of losing her husband and son? And then she like implanted this crazy, severe immunodeficiency lie in order to take care of Maddie and to never lose her because. She would never lose her if Maddie never stepped outside. It, it's like controlling the environment so that no other truck driver could could ram into her or someone else hurting her. But then I was like, nah, that's I don't think this book is like that. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> There's no way. There's no, There's no way. way. Stop thinking that. Uh, no way. And then when that happened, I was like, <gasps> I was right the whole freaking time. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> So it's well done, right? In the book, it's so well done. And like, uh, I just got to that point before I had to stop. <laughs> so I don't know the, the true ending for it. But yeah, the book does it obviously so much better when you're reading it, right? It makes you want to read more. You're just like, wait, 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 let's go back. And then you go back a few scenes. Like we mentioned, you know, the mom saying specific things. The the doctor also mentioning like a physician shouldn't be, uh, you know, taking care of their own daughter. I was like, dude, what? Why didn't I think about that, right? Like, if a doctor is, like, uh, people say that doctors tend to be the worst patients because, you know, they're always diagnosing stuff in, in their own ways. And so, like, huge, huge red flag. Yeah, it's because you can be clouded by judgment and all the mm -hmm. jazz. It's... All the jazz. <laughs> Once I hit this moment in the book, I, like, flew through the rest because I was like, I need to know what happens now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So great ties for the month of February, as well as The Last of Us episode three. <laughs> Love is crazy. Love is pain. Yeah, the the moment in the book where Maddie's flying through the cabinets in her mom's office, like looking for evidence of of Skid, and she couldn't find it. Felt like it was underplayed in the movie. In the movie, it was just, oh, hundred percent. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel, I don't feel the desperation. I don't feel devastated. Mm -hmm. I feel the emergency yeah everything just happened i agree the movie and it's like oh yeah this is based on the book and it's like yeah. <laughs> but but you missed all the big moments hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree yeah like it, it didn't feel it just felt like uh a scene that had to happen in the in the movie yeah. versus it in, like engrossing you in the moment you know where it's like dude wait like is there stuff and at first, I was trying to look for like a, an actual uh, 
I was like seeing if you can find an actual diagnosis. And then I didn't think about the fact that like there isn't one, which proves that she's okay. And so I was like, dude, what? Of course, like if you're throwing files around, you're not going to be able to find it. <laughs> That's in my mind. <laughs> or like maybe there's a file that says she does not have it. Right. And so that's why I was like, of course you're not going to find it. You're throwing stuff around. And then it's like, oh, it's not here. I was like, oh, duh. If there's no file, it's not real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That really is a funny moment. Much, much bigger. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I don't know. There's like a play by play moment in the book. You're like, this paper says this, this paper says that. And there's like no signs. Yep. It's just like healthy symptoms and just like a weak immune system but not skid. <laughs> it was, you know, right. Cause she, cause she was a baby. Every baby is not going to have a strong immune system. <laughs> yeah. They just... I think they said it to you where I guess they, she doesn't remember them because she lost them when she was like a year old or something. Right. She, yeah. Still a baby. So you're not going to remember your, your dad and your brother. So yeah, at that point, Oof. Oof. great book. Okay. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, dude. The movie. Uh, I like a man. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Movie is She's disgusting. <laughs> the book is worth discussing. Um, yeah, it's funny because we're seeing a lot of themes of love making you crazy and love is pain, right? From all the stuff. So, uh, happy February. <laughs> happy February. In the book, uh, Maddie puts on a pink suit, swimsuit. Yeah, and, but in the movie it's like <laughs> yellow. Not a crazy distinct detail, but I feel like they went with the yellow because it matched Amanda's skin tone better. Just I agree, better. and just <laughs> it looked good. Like I love the scene. <laughs> I love that scene too, where he goes and you know checks it out and like it's a little small, and she's like a little small. And then he's like, "Oh wait, I hear." She's like, "Yep, okay." <laughs> and goes back in. That's the moments I wish we had more of in a relationship, right? Like yeah, a first relationship sure. with blossoming. It's that awkwardness, right? It's that those first moments that you don't know how to react to. And I wish we had more of that. Like, again, for the first kiss, it should have been, like, maybe, like, a, a quick peck. And then it's like, oh, that was kind of cute, but awkward at the same time. You know, like, there, there, there are highlights in that scene that you just talked about reminded me, like, that's one of the highlights that I loved. Yeah, it's, we were missing that. It's, it's not just her that needs to fall in love with Ollie. It's, it's all of us. Like the audience needs yeah. to, needs to yeah. fall in love with these two wanting to be together. It's like that chemistry, that like attraction, but like they're not experienced. Therefore, it's awkward. Like, ugh. Yes. Ugh. Missing. It could have been a perfect rom com, but, but no. <laughs> Just kidding. Not perfect rom com, but <laughs> maybe, better been good. maybe better casting. I don't know. Who really knows anything? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> Not us. And with that... <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want to say before we go? I think that's it. You know, love is just crazy, man. Love makes you crazy. Love is everything. Loss and love. Loss yeah. Of love. Loss of love. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's true. I agree with all of that. In The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> can, can be applied. <laughs> just saying, guys. Just saying. Listen to that episode. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us as we discuss and discussed. I've been Kevin. And I've been Derek. Follow us for more content coming at you soon. Bye. Bye.